This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, it's week three of the Roddy Piper Odyssey. I'm doing really well at the Edinburgh Fringe. Dylan is bombing every day. Every day I make at least, uh, I would say 17,000 pounds a day, you fucking piece of shit. That's people paying you to stop. You have. <laughs> I wish. I wish that's how it worked. No talking today. Dylan, if the audio quality is suffering, it's because one of us forgot to bring a microphone to the show. And that man's name is... Dylan Gott. It's Dylan Gott. Dylan Gott went and got drunk with a northern woman. Ooh. And then watched a man from the Midlands talk about his heart. And he had to drink wine to forget about it. <laughs> so I saw I saw a Daniel Kitson show and it was very okay. <laughs> oh shit, we're going to get emails from the three comedians that also listen to our show. I feel like, but that's the that's the problem with, and it's kind of weird. For context, Dylan uh, Daniel Kitson is the CM Punk of comedy. He very much is. So he like, uh, and it's oddly in like, it's like anyone, and this applies to wrestling. This applies to any like real theater type thing, where uh, he's kind of just a recluse and doesn't really put anything out for mass consumption. So yeah. people just who like him go see him, and then. It's impossible not to be disappointed by a guy. It's like, well, I didn't, um, I didn't actually birth a child as a man during the show, so he didn't really live up to it. Yeah. You know, like it, no, no miracles were performed. I'm not literally made of gold. Yeah, exactly. Right. I boo. Yeah, and I think that's oddly enough. I think that's the kind of the weird trapping. Not that Piper found himself in, but this period's really weird. What a fucking segue! Oh, because did he ever really live like that? What we just talked about, the second episode, that period where he is... He builds the WWE into what it is now. That literally, is- Roddy Piper's career, if you look at like a, a sports analogy, would be a guy who had the three best years anyone's ever had, and then just kind of was good after that. I disagree. He makes... Okay. In the back half, uh, part of this episode we will touch on is he makes Bret Hart. That match fucking makes Bret Hart as a singles competitor. I always thought... Bulldog match did that more than anything. Bret Hart's a really weird character because it's very, and I really we're wish skipping ahead. So let's let's get to that because that's going to be because like, I I see what you're saying about the Bulldog match, but the thing is the Bulldog match is after that. This is the match. True, that true. Yes, that run. yes, yes. That's very true. It's yes. also like because he's kind of an unheralded intercontinental champion. Then he loses to the Mountie. Then he does the Piper match, which is like is so they very crazy. much wanted him to beat Piper. Like, they wanted yeah. him to win a title off Piper, essentially, which is kind of a weird thing. Well, it's because Piper protected himself. Piper is effectively, he's like, what if Goldberg had Hulk Hogan's contract in WCW? We should. We think you should lose. I don't think I should. Okay. <laughs> Double fucking count out. Yeah. How about I get disqualified and yet I don't win the belt? I'm going to go back to Oregon. <laughs> uh, so he returns at WrestleMania five in one of the weirdest, longest segments in the history of WrestleMania, where it's him, Morton Downey Jr., and Brother Love. Now, Morton Downey Jr. for context is the originator of like a Bill O'Reilly or Jerry Springer type show. Yeah. It was the biggest thing on cable television for two years. And this is at the end of it. So he's already had a riot during uh, the taping of his show, mm-hmm. Pecky Apollo. You should check it out. Because if you ever think Al Sharpton is a reasonable man 
you see Al Sharpton's deep, dark thoughts come out on that show because he didn't know the cameras were rolling during commercials. And he yells some things at the audience. Really? What does he do? You punk faggot! <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. It is crazy. I'm, I would I would like also, to say this. Calling someone a punk is an underrated insult. Oh, yeah. Like, if you... He stood on a stage. The yes, he did. The screaming goes, You want to do something? You punk faggot! That's why you won't do something. That's so good. He also fights a man. Or a man attacks him. On stage at the Apollo Theater. What was the context of all this? Uh, it was in the fallout of the Tawana Brawley case. So Tawana Brawley is basically a woman who lied about being attacked and raped by a bunch of NYPD officers and accused um, a prosecutor for the Eastern District, I believe, of orchestrating the whole thing. And basically, she just didn't want to get caught for skipping school. Can I just say something, John? If it's the Western District, we're all going to have a lot of bag on our face. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> also, I would like to say this. This was weeks ago at this point, but I do want to say, uh, everyone tweeted us, thank you very much. I think you guys are the best because we don't get corrections like I've seen other podcasts get, where it's people being very aggressively like, um, guys, you forgot about this. You're just like, oh, you guys, because when we did the, uh, oh, yeah, Wrestling Promoter Sons, they really sucked. Uh, a bunch of people oh, were like, yeah. the Hearts and the Von Erics, and I was just like, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, but I, in defense of that, is I was only thinking of like ones that already sucked. We were thinking of shitty promoters' sons. I know we're on the same wavelength there, but we just didn't say shitty promoters' sons. And also, sons. by not mentioning Mike Von Erich or Jack Von Erich Jr., who was probably the worst wrestler of them all, seeing as he died when he was eight. How <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. you identify an electric fence? Also, can I just say this about the Van Erich? That's family? really horrible, John. Fritz von Erich beat those kids and then gave them drug addict. There's no way that, that they didn't come from a horribly... Fritz von Erich was the... Uh, whatever Michael Jackson's dad's name was. Joe Jackson. He was the Joe Jackson of professional wrestling. Absolutely. Very visibly. Carrie like, was Michael. Everyone else was Tito. <laughs> I would say, no, I would say that... No, actually, they had a I, lot of talent there. I would say Dave... Like, you watch a David von Erich match? Yeah. It's the problem with the Fed rewriting history is that you don't see, like those certain big NWA stars, like, you don't really get, like, why was Magnum TA heralded? But David Von Erich's fucking crazy. Like, David Von Erich for having the weirdest body and a ridiculous, like, a face that should be attractive and handsome, but is just slightly out of proportion in all ways, so it doesn't really work. <laughs> but he gets so over with the fucking and wrestles yep. like, oh, son of a bitch. This is the weird thing about, uh... Like, no one talks about this. The NWA would have had a much better shot if, like... David Von Erich hadn't died. Yeah. Bruiser Brody hadn't died. Yeah. Magnum TA hadn't turned his spine into soup. But that was, the, I mean, they would have had a better shot, but they still would have been fucked. Like you look at an, at, you look at a Starcade, look at a, look at the Starcade from 1983, and then look at the Starcade in 1987. Pretty much nothing changes. Exactly. Production because, wise. But the problem is, is also they don't now, they're not able to transit because every time they start to, the transition to someone, which is in those years, they fuck themselves up. David Von Erich dies in '84. Yeah. So that's the first transition to Flair. They can't do that. Like, um, Magnum TA's accent is 86. Yes. Can't do that. Bruiser Brody is 88. And Bruiser Brody was just an attraction, but it's an example of that, which is like, if you're in a war with the Fed... You need the attraction. You need the Undertaker. And they don't have any of that. You need All Andre the, the Giant. that keep building keep fucking dying. Yeah. And it's also then, they also were drawing from a pool of, like, assholes. Like, you can't... Like, they bring in Terry Funk, and Terry Funk actually works, but then the problem is, is like, Terry, whatever you do... Don't put a bag on Ric Flair's face 
and try and kill him on national television. Oh, don't worry, I won't. I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the that's the weird. Uh, yes, hello, Dusty. It's me, Ted Turner. A aged Texan man tried to murder someone on my television screen on a, <laughs> on Saturday at seven o'clock, and then the next week, a man from Chicago stabbed you in the face. Can we maybe tone it down? Uh, baby, I don't think I'm okay, baby. Then, baby, I'm not gonna do that. No, you, you yeah, drive baby. a spike into my eyes, yeah, baby. Trying to crack my tongue, it's a fat tongue. Yeah, so, so, you stab me in the face. It's very good for business. Um, here's one thing I want to say though. This is the weird thing about Piper when you learn about his career. Is what you were saying about them burying the NWA was that Roddy Piper's basically his pro wrestling career was up until he came to the Fed. Yeah, he's and, he's basically like... He's a man who knew his value. He's a very interesting case because he's a man who, A, knew his value. Mm-hmm. He knew his value as a professional wrestler, but didn't know his value as an actor. Now, here's what I want to say is because he makes They Live and Hell Comes to Frogtown and they're cult classics, yeah? Yeah. I will allege this right now. I do think Roddy Piper could have pretty much had the same career as Bruce Dickinson. It's just that he kind of couldn't see the forest through for the trees. Bruce Campbell, you mean? Uh, no, <laughs> I mean the guy from Iron. I mean Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden. Yes, <laughs> you mean the lead no, singer Bruce Campbell, of Iron yeah. Maiden? He could have had the same. Career. I think he could because he is still is so much. Atta- he just took. It's such a case of like uh, the guy took every role. Like yeah. he he talks about it in his book, but he's like, I. I can't justify taking time off. Uh, I need the next payday. And I understand that mentality because it's like, you understand that too. You're a subcontractor. You're like, in his mind, I'm assuming he's like, pro wrestling, people could just realize one day, this like, why are we paying people to do this? He's, also, he's, <laughs> he's someone that understands his worth in that world. He's a carny yeah. guy it's, in the same way that like, well, why is Jim Cornette still fucking yelling at wrestling promotions and all that sort of stuff? And it's like, he's a heel. Yeah. And he knows that he's not going to die for another 30 years, so he's making sure that he still has heat with companies where he can go and work. And the other thing is, like, Jim Cornette also is filling that weird void of... It's odd that him and Vince Russo are essentially doing the same thing, but they're they're morning talk show hosts, but wrestling. Yeah, they're basically... Yeah, they're opening Anthony and Howard Stern, but for wrestling. Yeah, they're just big loudmouths. They're mo- if pro wrestling was, like, an actual sport, they would be on from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. every day. Oh, yeah, they would. They would be the Mike and the Mad Dog. Yeah. And, oh, what the fuck is the Mike and Mike? Yeah. Why are every sportscaster in fucking the U.S. named Mike? Because <laughs> they're lovely people. They're not lovely people. Let me paint a picture for every sportscaster who does a morning, like, yeah. sports radio show in North America. Hockey jersey. Fat in a way that you're like, this is all food. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, every one of them looks like if you put a human head on what a picnic table cloth looks like after some children have eaten at it. Yeah. That's just, like, a mess. A mess with a face. And they all have this voice. All right, man. I don't care who says anything about it. I think they should uh, just fire all the black guys. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Jim Rome is cool. Anyway, so, <laughs> so Roddy comes back, and it's an absolutely great point that his wrestling career is base is weirdly not over, but he's transitioning into this sort of like he shows up and talks because he does a half an hour in the ring, yeah, where he basically shoots a fire extinguisher at a talk show host who, within the year, is canceled and no one knows who he is. And in the great pro wrestling tradition of oh, you're on your way out. Here's 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Get in that ring. Yeah, exactly. But it is, for such a long segment, the ending of it is amazing where he, because it's just him shooting a man with a fire extinguisher. 
and looking like a fucking badass and then walking out to his music looking cool as fuck. While Morton Downey Jr. tried to chase him down the aisle. Yeah, well, Morton Downey Jr. thought it was real and tried to attack him. Because they were like, too, can't understate how much they both prided themselves on getting the upper hand in anything. So well, basically it, it was just so them. Is because Morton Downey Jr. kept going for it, but not being like, Morton, you're a 50-year-old TV host. You're in the ring with, imagine the guy who works, who runs the Ferris wheel at the carnival. <laughs> Does roids, yeah, and has a lot of money, and inside of his eyelids is ta- eyelids. Fuck. Ha. <laughs> inside his eyelids are the words "I don't give a fuck." Yeah, he doesn't need this anymore. And by the way, this was supposedly a one shot. He wasn't sure if he was going back to Hollywood to do other movies and stuff like that. Eventually, gets brought back in, and they kind of put him in this sort of like weird feud between him and Bobby Heenan, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. So it's him and Bobby Heenan. And it's very interesting because it's now like, that's actually the way you do it. Because it's the two best talkers of that era who do it in such different ways. Yeah. Because it's rowdy. It's just, what, what, what? I don't think he was, this this era is so talent rich with promo guys. Um, I don't think he's the best. I think Roddy Piper, here's the, tr- all right. here's no, the bizarre thing. Not- I would say the Attitude Era is more talent-rich with promo guys than this era. All right, well, let's get sidetracked completely. Fantastic. All right, so who Attitude Era, who is uh, your top 10 talkers? Top 10. Top 10? Can I do WCW and... No, just WWF? Also, I will put this down there. You have to use a completely different list because there's a lot of crossover. A cro- the crossover? From the early 90s so to late 10? 90s. No crossover. Austin. Yeah. Rock. Obviously. Mankind. Yep. Vince McMahon. Does that count? It yeah, does. it counts. It yep. absolutely counts. If it doesn't, this list is about to get a lot shorter. Okay. Undertaker, because Undertaker's not doing promos. Undertaker sucks. At not, promos. In the, not in the late 90s. It's what? For the American he, Badass Undertaker, you're saying, is I'm one saying, of the best promos. I'm, I'm only saying Ministry of Darkness promo, because it gets over what he needs to do, and they had editors on it, so they cut it down to short, short little segments. Well, that's what I, That's not what I mean. I mean a guy who can, like, you understand what I'm saying. Like, really good, talk I'm, you into the building, guys. So I you, was you got like, four. You got great, four great. I, I wouldn't even put Triple H on that list, because he's like, he's like, oh, look, I get to take a piss. I was not going to put Triple H on that list at all. So then who else? Bret Hart? No. Yes, absolutely. Bret Hart in the fucking Canada versus America shit, that he's fucking the best. Yeah, he was effective, but I'm he talking about guys who can like... He taught everyone in that building. Michaels, then. Michaels was next. Okay, you're at six, so one six. of which I don't agree with. Which one do you not agree with? Bret Hart. So six. This is actually way harder than I thought it would See be. See what I'm saying? Yeah, it is much harder. Because then you got to switch to WCW. Sting wasn't shit. Sting is shit at promos. Sting wasn't shit. The great thing... Uh, Luger, shit. Shit. Uh, because the promos over there is then it's Flair, Anderson, Nash Hall, and Hogan, but only with Eric Bischoff. And also Hogan got really bad after the first year of the NWO. Yeah. So you you got five and a half. No, now it's six. Fuck you. It's six. All right. We'll say it's six. So you got. So this is the eighties. So, no, seven. Brian Pillman. Fuck you, Brian Pillman. Okay. Pillman's got a gun. So it's seven. I'm not done. I'm gonna get to ten. I just there's a lot of fucking people that like. There's also there. It's also Paul the, Heyman. He, he wasn't even on he TV. Wasn't in fed. See? Yeah, no, you're a bitch. Because I, I already thought of that one. You're an idiot, bitch. I am not an idiot or a bitch. I'm a nice boy who's conscientious. Rikishi. 
No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rikishi got them in, but he did not get them in with talking. He put his fucking at Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler put people in that fucking And you're building. not going to include Jerry Lawler in the 80s when he was actually active as not a Not in the Fed. He wasn't in the Fed. All right. If we're going in with the Fed, he was not in the Fed. Okay. I'm going to take Jerry Lawler off because he wasn't doing promos. He was a commentator. Yeah. Then you got like Jim Ross. And yeah, then I, I'm like... Jim the Ross commentary was better than the Attitude Era, for sure. Absolutely. Now, hang on. Because Gorilla Monsoon, Love the Street Starts, Mr. T. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. An urban gentleman. So much racism. All right, so you're at seven. I'm at seven. I'll do my list, and you try and recover yours. All right, go ahead. Hogan, Piper, uh, Heenan, Jake the Snake. Um, See, it's fucking... Because if you're going under talking them in the building... Then there's a bunch of people that, no, did not do that. Oh, Million Dollar Man, Mr. Perfect, mm, Ric Flair was no. in the Fed. No, okay, that's a push, but I'll give it to you. Okay, Macho Man. No, Macho Man absolutely what? did not talk to any fucking man? person in a building ever. Never. He did. was just a dick, and then they were, like, <laughs> he was just an asshole that they either wanted to get beat, or he was a good guy inexplicably who did not change his character at all, that people were like... I like it when he says, oh, yeah, and he's with a lady. <laughs> Macho. All right, well, I'm, then I'll take Macho Man off. Macho Man's Then you got to give me heart off. No, I don't. But heart a is a palpable truth of that. That program was the beginning of turning around that entire fucking company. You're and useless. Everyone you're actually fucking, a useless I'm not a useless person. You're shit. someone who doesn't understand the sport ball, that we apparently a, love. You're a ball sack. You are. It is a sport. I agree. Yeah. You are uh, the clitoris of a dead person. So what? I get fucked all the time? <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah, lick me and fuck me. I'm dead. Oh, my God. Suck me off my dead dick. Dicks don't have clits, man. Oh, yeah, they do. No. If I there was one surgery I could get, I'd get a clit on the belly of my dick, so I had all the pleasure. <laughs> I got a tattoo of a dick on my dick. I still want to know whose joke that was. You in 1993. No, <laughs> it was eight-year-old John. I wasn't doing comedy. What if I got a tattoo of a dick on my dick? <laughs> Then you'd actually have a dick. Shut up, Bob. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. I'm gonna grow up one day. Why are you doing? Why are you doing a Kurt Henning promo again? I also query Kurt Henning. I don't think Kurt Henning got people in the building because he was with Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan did all the talking in the same way that like Rick Rude, people wanted to see Rick Rude get the shit kicked out of him, but it was only because Bobby Heenan would stand next to him and be like, "This man is a specimen." A lot of you've watched him on videos, porn videos. <laughs> You're gay. Well, that's that's bad. bad. Well, I suppose it's kind of a null thing because then you're just talking about great promos because it, it's great promos. Then like because the only the only people who are really allowed to draw essentially are the people who and it also then because are set up. I at like the top you're of the using company. the tenant of actually got people in the building because they're I love the Ultimate Warrior promos. They are not good. <laughs> yeah, well, he's basically off look. He's like yeah, we've talked about the Ultimate Warrior weird thing over where it's like yeah he's like ultimate warriors like in the 90s in the attitude area essentially he was also sable and goldberg somehow were also the ultimate warrior it's like look at him isn't that cool yeah sable and nothing goldberg, else and that i want to see him naked yeah like when he wrestles <laughs> uh, let's get back to roddy piper or this is going to be longer than the hogan episode <laughs> yeah well that's what i mean though like all i'm saying is like they had more, you had a really large depth of people. So it's like when people didn't fit that the I role, abso I absolutely it was. You had a large depth and a lot of different, a lot of different players doing a lot of different things. Yes. 
So you could put Piper's a great utility player in this era because you could put him with Rick Rude, and there is absolute jeopardy of could he beat Rick Rude? Because Rick Rude's very different than him. Rick Rude's run through people. It's basically has uh, just defeated fucking the Ultimate Warrior under shady circumstances. Looks like an absolute ass. Piper can talk fucking circles around him, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they get into a thing where. And it's also very interesting in that they don't have it for the title. They have it for stipulations with Bobby Heenan. So they never really put the heat on Rude to protect him, to keep him for the Ultimate Warrior. But it's more about him and Bobby Heenan, with Rude being sort of the proxy for Heenan, leading to a time where on primetime wrestling, Rowdy Piper, uh, or Heenan had to dress like Santa Claus for an episode because yeah. Rick Rude lost a match. Yeah. Which, by the way, I find it fascinating that in a time with the network, they haven't done something like primetime wrestling. Yeah. It's because it's fucking, it's weirdly good. Well, the other thing is, the thing you have to remember is now they like have basically like twice monthly pay-per-views because of the network. Yeah, which I don't understand why you do more pay-per-views. Just pe- make people feel like they're getting their money's worth. I know, but it's you're not getting any a- additional revenue. Yeah, the houses, I suppose. I don't know. But you have, you have run- them on contract. Why not use them as much as but possible? But you'd still be running those houses either way. Yeah. Like it's just one of the things which is weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand a lot of it. Like I don't understand a lot of the strategy. Like the way it seems like the network is set up is for like they should have like four Roddy Pipers essentially because you should have to like pay to see like the Brock Lesnar and then three other guys. Like if they yeah. had if they had a guy like if they just move so many people down to a schedule that's more realistic that people can do like really crazy matches and then recover afterwards mm-hmm. actually and then wrestle till they're 45 you know like look at piper piper's body falls apart he, the, the, the thing about this run is this weird is he's 36 and he looks and this is he looks way better yeah in this run so it's it's that him and rick rude and then he goes away again he comes back gets into a motorcycle accident at some point yep um is kind of just in the mix a little bit then gets into a program with bad news brown can I read you an excerpt from Roddy Piper's book? Because everyone... Yes, you can. Everyone wonders why he did this. And here's here's the exact reason from... Well, at least his kid's mouth. Uh, Which I, so I assume they removed the epithets and curse words. Well, so Piper was like really hurt that... Like, he felt like he had a more hard luck background than Bad News because Bad News grew up in the Olympic system. Yeah. But he's, you know, because... Uh, Roddy Piper didn't understand the <laughs> systemic racism. <laughs> oh, you have it way easier than me. I mean, look, I mean, you can't get a job, but I yeah. mean, I'm fine. Bad News Brown started in Stampede Wrestling in the 70s. What yeah. do you think? They were using racial slurs for him. He probably didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, if you're in Calgary like, and you're you a person know, of color, a God thing bless I know you. about Canada is Canada, for all its politeness, so racist. For example... My hometown, one of the colloquial racial slurs was nice people. Mice people? Nice people. Nice people. Look at those nice people. What? What word starts with N? No. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. It's so weird. Why it's so evil is they'll never know and you can't prove it. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. That's awful. All right, so how do you play a baby face against a heel who identifies himself as a black tough guy with a racially charged chip on his shoulder without appearing to position yourself against black people generally, especially when your own gimmick is grounded in your own Gaelic and Caucasian identity? The answer that struck Roddy in that meeting was to paint himself half black 
expressing his desire to be a champion of all people. Oh, no. And that's why if no. you watch... And then it carries on to basically say, he... <laughs> this is so fucking... No people are two separate, distinct colors. Ugh. But also, that's not the reason, because other people have said the reason why is Michael Jackson was hot at the time. Yeah. And Rowdy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper was trying to make fun of that, which is why he's wearing a white glove for no reason. The hot Scott. He's the hot rodder, the hot Scott. Ugh. It is so fucked. It's easily the worst thing ever in wrestling because of the grand scale of it. It's not. Easily the worst thing in wrestling. There's far worse. I think... It's top three. The, uh, no, you're right. It's number one. Here's why... Directly it, behind it is the fucking of a dead woman. And the reason why it's number the one The fucking is, of a dead woman is, was by a heel. This is a baby, baby face exactly where my doing went. black face. And the crowd is cheering against a guy who his gimmick is... I mean, his gimmick is essentially like he does the same. All his promos are the same as everyone else's promo game, Piper. You wear a skirt, you're gay, that's bad. Yeah. But. I'm a black person, and I, for some reason, do a weird spin kick. <laughs> but that's why that's why I think it's the worst. Yeah. I think it's the worst because he was a baby face, and he's never owned up to this was a bad idea. Vince McMahon was all over it. Bad News Brown did not like the idea, and they just were like... Why would you... If you're Bad News Brown, there's no way you're going to be like, don't see anything wrong with this. Yeah. And listening to Bad News Brown talk about this and shoot interviews, it's so sad because he's just clearly defeated. He was like, I mean, just give me the money, I'll show up. But it's like... Yeah, but Bad News Brown, the story of his funeral, because he was basically brought in by Vince and told, like, you will be the man to beat Hulk Hogan. Really? Yeah, that's that's what he claims. He's like... You'll be a black heel champion, and we'll wow. do the house loop. And then, like, as soon as he got there, Vince was like, "No." Well, he's way fatter <laughs> than a lot. Like, he's that's uh, the thing is, and he's thing a was, fat territory guy. Like, he's a territory guy. He's got the territory guy body where it's like it's a real tough the, guy. I will but, give this to Bad News Brown's face. Yeah, like his actual his great. his physical appearance and his promos of just a I'm going to beat the fuck out of these people. You yeah. absolutely believe that, and also. The fucking the ghetto blaster kick was put over by Gorilla Monsoon more than any other move, especially because everyone kicked out of it. But he still would be like, "It's deadly, Jess. You gotta yeah. watch out for it." Yeah, and the uh, it's just a weird thing to give a guy who has a judo background a kick as a finisher. Not really. I guess. I mean, listen. If we get into the logic of wrestling finishers, he's got a fat ass. Touch people with your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense though. Yeah. Um. So they do the match. He's a beer swilling wife, Peter. What's his move? He sits down while holding their head. <laughs> so they do the match, and it's a double count out. And the reason for that is he they hit, wanted. Well, he also hits him with a bicycle glove, which is the weirdest thing in the entire world. He takes it out, and he does a fucking disco dance. Yeah, the disco dancing is like is very on point for pro wrestling because it's like. Oh, you're black. You love disco. Oh, like, God. Maybe in the mid-70s. Not even. Disco was an appropriation of funk music by white people. Disco dancing was a white person thing. Ugh. Oh, it's very uncomfortable. Even more uncomfortable is the idea that Rowdy Piper, the, that Andre the Giant and Arnold Skolan dumped the... The solution to get the black, black off, off his body. Off his body. 
So we woke up the next morning in the hotel in the Sky Dome in Toronto. Yeah. Apparently still half black in a shirt and a cowboy hat he doesn't remember having. Yeah. And then just had to travel all the way back to Oregon. Two changes. Half black with a giant Mickey Mouse that he had gotten for one of his kids. Yeah. Drunk as fuck. What a fucking disaster. What a fucking disaster. So this is like even then so damaging to Piper because it's like. It's hard enough for Roddy Piper to play a babyface as it is because the type of babyface, we'll get to this in episode four, is the type of babyface he is, is so oddly like Attitude Era, but his delivery of everything is so quintessentially like early 80s and 70s. Yeah, and it's also, he actually isn't that great at playing. He's, a, he's not a really good babyface. What it is is you have to give him, he's a good antihero. And the thing, like he's, but you have to give him that room, and this, this is the time where you can't really have that room. Like he's great as a babyface against Adrian Adonis. Yeah, he's not a great babyface against someone like the million, like yeah, Million Dollar Manny would be great against. He very much, he very much was like this weird thing where they didn't have the template yet. But like you said, as an anti-hero, like Roddy Piper as a babyface shouldn't have had any friends. He should have still not had any. No, friends. No, he should have been sort of. He a still would have been Roddy Piper. Like, like. Back of, although that said, I do like that he was the foil for freeing Virgil, which coming on the heels of being half black really feels like. Something I will also be taking a moment to read out of his book. We'll talk about. I think we should skip and talk about the Virgil thing, and then take a break. We're gonna talk. About, we got to talk about the. Vir, I, well, yeah, we'll talk about the Virgil thing. Let's talk about Virgil thing into WrestleMania 8, then take a break. Yes. Because we still have the Goldust match to cover. Yes, we do. The Jerry Lawler match to cover. Yeah. I feel like the Goldust match will be the rest of the episode, essentially. The, the motorcycle accident. Roddy Piper beat up minorities like nobody's business. Roddy Piper, basically, his father was like, get out. You are, you're fraternizing with the enemy, which is someone who isn't me. <laughs> And he, <laughs> he made a lesson of that. So for those of you who don't know the background, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, had a bodyguard named Virgil who was inexplicably smaller than him. A man who did not save any of his money for all intents and purposes because he still shows up at every Comic-Con event as a sad, lonely man who's basically become a meme called Lonely Virgil. Yup. Um, mocked by Deadspin and other Gawker-esque websites. Still appears to talk Pile about... on him. Um... How that man did not save any of his money. He is of anyone. He was employed. Yeah. From 1988. 88. Through the end of WCW. It's like anything, man. You just spend the money. And the other thing is, as we know from doing taxes, these companies don't employ. They're, he's a subcontractor yeah, still. So he has to save all his receipts. And what cokehead saves receipts? <laughs> I would. I based on his charisma, if he was doing coke, I would have been like, "Well, that is shocking." <laughs> what was your reaction to that drug, my friend? So basically, you, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you know Virgil is Teddy Biafsi's not even bodyguard, manservant. No, he was bodyguard. He said okay. bodyguard. Jesse Ventura always said his jobs, his jobs to guard the body. <laughs> um. Well, God, I, uh, by the way. Because I was watching some of these matches, Jesse Ventura on commentary is f like the best heel commentator. Like it's just the him calling Hogan on all the cheating shit so fun, and like his certain things of like he likes Rowdy Piper because Rowdy Piper used to be a bad guy, 
doesn't necessarily like his behavior, just thinks he's always a bit old. It's great. Any kooky wookie. Um, Ted DiBiase really abuses people, such as Rob Van Dam when he's a kid, uh, and uh, really treats Virgil like a bag of shit, and Rowdy Piper starts being like, come on, Virgil, be free. All right, I will read the exact episode. Please. Okay. I would like you to read this as Rowdy Piper. So first of all, they do it as a like uh he roddy piper shines his shoes and then virgil says kiss my feet and roddy says slap me in the face and then virgil they keep doing it until virgil yells no and i will try in my terrible roddy piper so he goes what are you and then and then virgil responds a man when I see you, I don't see a black man. I don't see a white man. I don't see a yellow man. I see here a man. And then, oh no! At the asked, uh, at the end, he asked Virgil how he felt, and he said, "I feel like a million bucks." Until this, uh, all the shit was kind of implied. Um, and then at the end, he yelled, "Hey, Diviasi, guess who's coming to dinner?" <laughs> I don't understand. Why would he come to dinner? Uh, because. The, the Sydney, Virgil's finally the, allowed in the house. The Sydney Poitier. Oh no, 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 no. So this is like the most this is almost this is underplayed as almost at even more embarrassing than the bad news brown thing. This is the equivalent of spilling ketchup on your pants and just trying to rub it in with your thumb. Well, yeah, and it's also, oh. Because it's like, okay, we just did blackface with a baby face, and now we're going to get our, and defense is, Virgil was in this weird thing that any, some sidekick has, where like the Miz has actually had it twice, where people get really into this, where Miz has had two sidekicks. Alex Riley and Damian Sandow. Now, oh, the Damian Sandow thing was the best. Damian Sand- that literally means Damian Sandow will earn money on the indies for another 10 years. Yes. But I think, obviously, if you're, well, obviously, I'm not going to say that shit again. I think Sandow was better than Riley. I just want to say that. Of course he was. But they were both, like, when they split up, people were really into the idea of them splitting up. So you have this thing. But the thing, but it's just so fucking infuriating that. Roddy Piper, the guy who, like, four years, pre- four or five years previous to this, has said, hey, those chains are like your ancestors wore to Mr. T, is now teaching a black man that he is, is a human a human being. Well, the other problem, and it's the problem with the Alex Riley one, it's the problem with the Miss Sando. It's the if problem. you are a person of it's color and the, watch wrestling, please explain to me. Like, this is insane. It's so bad. Reading this is like, why? And it's also, by the way, the, the, to further, follow it up, there isn't really a moment where Virgil then fucking beats the shit out of the million dollar man. Like, he turns. Yeah. But there isn't like a big, strong, climantic finish to this type of program. There never is. They never yeah. have it. Where it's like, this guy has been fucked around by that guy. He should literally be beating the shit out of him every yeah. second of every day in an absolute rage. Yeah. If you think about it, it's someone who's left a cult or a religion now railing against that individual. Yeah. And that's how they should have done it. They didn't do that. Instead, no. they were just like, blah, blah. Well, to be fair, though, Virgil didn't have the same upside as DiBiase, obviously. No, but again, you, he had the possibility of doing that, especially if you move actually in the inverse of the... Roddy might not be the right person based on the things that he said and did, but Roddy Piper as a mouthpiece for someone who can't talk, but then you stress the fact that like Virgil like 
makeup, oh, he's Golden Gloves boxer, whatever the fuck that they yeah. did a bunch of times, and just have him be like he's the fucking fighter for Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper was a boxer in the match. Like you use all that sort of stuff, and then you have Piper being able to talk him in the building. And Virgil is sort of his fucking, his muscle. Piper doesn't work as a manager ever, and I think we'll talk about this over, but like, Piper never works as a manager really because his character is so, is that he's crazy. But I I disagree, it does work, it could work as a manager. You don't even need to tone it down. It's just that you need to stick with it for a second. In the same way that Bobby he just never Heenan, changes his look. Like he yeah, never. But Bobby Hayden shouldn't work as a manager because he's just this charismatic fat guy who calls everybody stupid. But it works completely because you're like that guy would have people wrestling for him in the same way. You just say Roddy Piper's hurt, so he can't wrestle, so he manages people, and he's a mentor person. Yes, but he never. It's more of a thing with Piper where Piper never changes the way he dresses. Explain, but that's I. Th- Interesting. Like, you're a manager now. You're a different character. Like, Bobby Heenan didn't dress like Bobby Heenan did when he was a wrestler. He didn't come out with a fucking singlet and a t-shirt. Roddy Piper always came down. In trunks. Yeah, that's a great point. He came down with a fucking... No, at this moment, he switches up his look from t-shirt to that weird open pink shirt that he would wear all the time. And he also changes the tartan. Yeah. He goes to dark tartan. Yeah, dark tartan. But he's still wearing a tartan. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's supposedly from Scotland, and that's how everyone dresses there. But that's the thing, though. You should just wear pants and a fucking... Wear pants and a zip-up. You're a coach now. Dress like a coach. And just make those... Tart- if you're a, or if you're a cornerman... Like, UFC fighters aren't cornered by a guy in shorts with no shirt on. They're dressed like they, coaches. I fucking wish they were, though. <laughs> <laughs> One guy had a really funny interview where it's like... Uh, he basically was like... Talking about, like, oh, you're asking for too much money. And he's like, yeah, too much money... I'm going to fight another guy who's been looking at a picture of me trying, like, getting ready to, like, knock me unconscious, and I'm wrestling, and I'm fighting in my underpants. And it's like, you don't even think about that, where it's like, yeah, of course. You could get knocked out in your underpants. Think of a situation. How much would they have to pay you to fight someone in your underpants? Oh, I thought the question was going to be, how much do you have to pay me to get me to get knocked out in my underpants? Yeah, even just to fight someone in your underpants. Not as much money as you would think. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Like, max 50 grand cash. That's what? You wouldn't take fifty more than 50 grand? No, like I would say if someone walked in and was like, was like 20, I'd be like, sure. Yeah, this is, but this is the whole thing. Right, just to get back on track, apologies. But this is the whole thing where it's like now for most people, they say like, oh, well, that's now that he taught Virgil that he's not told Virgil explicitly he's not racist and he doesn't see color like you don't see color. Roddy fucking Piper guy from Saskatoon. Ah, No, I don't see color. I just see people who deserve to have a job and then criminals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just good and evil. That's what I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, good is represented by the color white and by the color black. But I'm not saying that that's what they look like. But that's car's evil. And it's so like, it's so patronizing to also be like, I taught Virgil. He was, and it makes sense that like you need to have a character who's like, you can't fucking take this shit anymore, man. You can't fucking take this shit anymore explicitly just say you can't take that shit anymore and move on like yeah you don't need to bring the racial element into it because it's like i understand again well these are southern carnage but the problem with it is it is roddy piper and it's pro wrestling yeah 
Like, if you don't bring in this the racial, they'll bring in the sexual overtones to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just mean, like, the, the thing, obviously, the blackface is, like, unconscionably horrible. I think the Virgil thing was, like, so much worse. It's like when John Cena uh, was just friends with Crime Time. Yep. And it was like... Get it? <laughs> it's okay, because he's... Black people like him. It feels like a wrestling We pay these black men to say they like him. Wrestling really could... Like, wrestling needs what a misogynist thinks of a feminist in the back. Like, it needs that person. Yeah, just for a voice, yeah. Who's so... Ex- like, to the extreme. Just like, you can't do that. Just to force them to move slightly towards progress. Yeah. I think now it's better. Like, Rich Swan's character isn't that he's like... You know, I don't know. Give he it loves t- grits. Like that's not his character. Well, but that said, Bailey's like basically it's like Bailey wants to fuck, but is she allowed? No, <laughs> no she's she not. Literally plays a baby. Yeah, literally. Her face plays. not attractive enough for this man to dump loads on. <laughs> so <laughs> that's bad. Boo her. This is why I think that like did this next. So the next feud we'll talk about. Uh, so is, it's a basically, it's, and then he goes away for a while. I f- is this the motorcycle accident or the motorcycle accident after it? All I know is that he shows up at SummerSlam and just plays bagpipes for no reason. Yeah, which is because he's fucked up. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah, so that's motorcycle accident. Then Flair comes in. They bring him back to feud with Flair. Mm-hmm. It's how they do it. Yes, they do that. So they feud with Flair. Bret Hart's now the Intercontinental Champion. It's not working. They put the Intercontinental Champion on the mount. He has a transition. Um, and do it basically saying uh, Bret Hart has a fever, which is why the Mountie beats him so handily. Mm. By the way, Bret Hart still claims he had a fever that night because Bret Hart was just raised by a lunatic. So he's like, I love him. You never can't lie, Bret. Um, then <laughs> builds to Royal Rumble where it's the Mountie versus Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper beats the fuck out of the Mountie. Yes, he does. And uh, it's great. Also, I feel like Rowdy was just like, you're my father in that uniform. You're my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Great promos. Great promos. uh, Before this match, though, like the uh, bologna sandwich thing you mentioned. No, no, that's the Bret Hart match. So now. Oh, sorry. The Mountie. Intercontinental match. Now, Bret Hart gets a return clause and the new champions, Rowdy Piper. It builds to that. Now, this match, I believe, made Bret Hart's career because Bret Hart is sort of is the tween cocky upstart up against the fucking old aged aged grizzled finally has a championship feeling great rowdy roddy piper and they build it as it's face versus face but they're both also kind of playing heels a little bit there's a bit bit of an air of they're going to go over the edge they are friends they have a familial relationship because they're both very old school wrestlers they have a promo at WrestleMania 8 where Rowdy talks, oh, yeah, well, your families go way back. Because Rowdy is a cousin of the hearts. They're related. Yeah. And he talks about that. And he does these great digs. He was just like, oh, yeah, no, I'd go over to your house. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'd have a bologna sandwich. Only one slice of bologna, but I was always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, yeah, it's a also, great. when's the last time you had bologna? Two or three years ago. Yeah, like. I go through a bologna phase. I, like, right, like, as we're talking about it, I was like, I fucking love bologna bologna is also what is bologna <laughs> they don't even sell it here they don't <laughs> even sell it in england bologna is much like hot dog it's just a word for a thing that doesn't exist <laughs> man i they, think they pr- don't sell bologna i looked co- for bologna <laughs> in 
<laughs> England. Is the reason why you haven't eaten bologna in a few years is because it doesn't exist here? Well, here's the fun thing. It's like whenever whenever I go and I'm like, oh, I got no money, and then I'll just like go to have a shop, and I always think in my head, like, what's a reference for sad meats? Bologna. And then I go, because I just figure if you have no money, you should just eat bologna, because I'm an idiot, and uh, they didn't have it here, no. Yeah, man, they don't, they don't use... They don't fuck around. England, for everything that says, like, most people say it's this whole thing where, like, oh, English food is bad. And I think it's more the English palate is really bland. And, but the food, you guys have, if you're English and you're listening to this, you guys have so much more self-respect for what you put in your body. Absolutely. Everything is way healthier for you. Like, yeah. it's also interesting, like, I say this to any North American, it's like, oh, you're going to uh, England for, uh, like, two weeks? Oh, you'll notice you'll lose five pounds. Yeah. And they're like, what? And it's like, yeah, you know all the chemicals that are in the food in North America? They aren't they're it's illegal here. You're not allowed to put them in. And the other thing is the way antacids are advertised here is like if you're in North America, it's like here's an antacid. Antacid is essentially a commercially see three times a day where some middle aged piece of shit eats a hot dog and he's like, Why do I feel bad? And they're like, It's not the hot dogs, buddy. Take one of these. Yeah, it's basically advertised like mints. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's very much. Yeah, it's like a legit like an after dinner mint. And uh, here it's like it comes in a white tube with the chemicals that come in it. And it's like, well, what what did you eat to make your body horrible? Yeah, it's called shame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mr. Show had a really good sketch about it where they did an antacid commercial where Bottom is like, do you eat like a baby with money? <laughs> well, then have some Tums, you know, the difference, by the way, though, is over here. Hangover medication is just exactly we know what this is for. Yeah. Also, do you want codeine? Because for some reason, that's an over-the-counter painkiller. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the Bret Hart match after the break. Yeah, we probably should. This The first half is 45 minutes already. That's hilarious. All right. And, uh, and I don't usually do this, but I'll do it now. We'll put your dick back in your pants? Playing us out to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the promo? Nope. Oh. Is Roddy Piper... With his hit single, I'm Your Man. Oh, yeah. Dylan, I think, uh, I think we're each other's men now. <laughs> Do you want to get fucked by Roddy Piper? Oh, you know what? I'm hungry. Okay, okay, bad news. Why is that offensive? Oh, hey, everybody. Go buy our albums at DylanAGod.com. TheJohnHastings.com rate and subscribe to the wrestler review and we're on twitter and instagram at wrestler review remember every other podcast sucks my asshole so simple thing who fucking told roddy piper he could sing (laughs) i don't think you tell roddy piper anything i think someone just he just legit says yes to everything now absolutely because he's like Yes, I need money. Like, I guarantee his family, when he died, they were like, how much did he leave us? And they were like, millions of millions of dollars. With continual so? income. From, I guarantee he was one of those guys where they were like, what? What do you mean? Like, he just saved everything. I guarantee he did. Yeah. Like, if you watch Celebrity Wife Swap, like, it's a very, it's a nice, but it's a very modest house, which I'm sure he paid for in cash. Like, he's not the kind of guy that strikes me as uses a bank. (laughs) 
Yeah, because as we'll learn in this next part, he was very afraid of being stabbed at all times. Yeah. Oh, of course he was. Um, Depending on what it is, too. So this match, it's it's kind of tragic that, of course, the two worst things by f- not even know something horrible is coming up again. No, I would say, all right, the bad news thing is probably the worst thing in his career. Is All right, let's just say it. it's the worst thing in his career. The bad news thing. Um, the Virgil thing was the worst thing in his career. I count them as one thing. It's basically trying to recover from a horrible thing you said, where instead of just like I don't know, they apologizing and moving on, like I'm really sorry. He is like, no, I like, I love black people. Look how many black people I've paid to hang out with me. Yeah, it is very much the. It's very fucking. I said Don Imus getting Al Sharpton to come on the radio show. And it's very much like that. And the other thing is, and even Piper in a shoot interviews later on was like, uh, oh, I can't be racist. I didn't really know black people growing up. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Canada. That is such a Canadian. That is like, a very Canadian. Thing. Such a Canadian thing. It was like. I refuse to get to know them. That that way, I can't learn to hate them. <laughs> um, okay. That's why my wife's not allowed to talk. <laughs> um, so hush, hush. You go on the Bret Hart match. He's really good at being the patronizing older brother, and like, oh, he yeah. goes to rub. That's exactly what he fucking is. The, he goes to rub Bret's hair, and then Bret says, "Don't fucking touch me." And then Piper's like, "Okay." Yeah, and then he uh, also takes out a big roll of tape that he's hidden behind the belt and tries to punch him during the interview. Yeah, when he just has the belt, he just immediately has a belt and is ready to punch him. That's such a good touch where it's like, oh, Roddy Piper's pissed. Like Roddy Piper's also like, well, you came in here to fucking rile him up. The match is fantastic in that it's a beautiful sort of back and forth, back and forth of who's the dick older brother, who's the like, like the scrappy rebel that Piper is pushed to the edge the edge of trying to hit him with the fucking bell yeah that like it's also like and that brett is sort of scrappy and to the end and how he gets the pin is the sleeper there's blood and this is and a by g- the way they did blade yeah but it, they could not figure out and yeah. watch whether that. it was the punch or the bulldog also no watch that match you can't figure out when he does it here's the best compared here's- to rick flair in the next match yeah who when he blades it's literally like When's he ble- blading? They caught it on camera. There it is. Yeah, they caught it on camera, they said. Because that's what Ric Flair... Flair and Macho were fined, like, a, a like nominal sum. Like, it was 500 buck fine for them for blading, but they couldn't find... Yeah, they couldn't pin it on Piper or anything. And the other thing about Piper was that he was so old school, they legitimately were like, oh, no, he just stiffed me on that uppercut. Yeah. That's why. Because basically, they do a thing where Brett plays possum because he pretends to hurt his shoulder and goes for a roll-up and he goes for a small package and there's essentially two ways you win matches in the 90s in the early 90s is your finishing move or a small package yeah so that gets over really big yeah you usually know it's going to be a small package because um if they hit the finishing move and visiting man goes what a maneuver uh yeah then you're like that's not going to get the pin yeah so Piper, uh, Piper and Hart have this really great match, and I do think that although this is the Roddy Piper episode, I think we need to take time out and really realize how this match more than any... Like, Roddy Piper is a very good storyteller in the ring, but you can see... Watch this match. Five seconds in, like, uh, they exchange arm drags, and you see that Bret Hart is just so clearly carrying this man. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, Piper can't move. Like... Like, he does an arm drag, and it looks like me getting out of bed. He just kind of, like, 
falls over. Well, it's also this is Brett. Like this is Brett, fresh out of the Heart Foundation, young. Yeah. His body works really well. Yeah, his body's not dead yet. It's fucking. It's just fucking great. And they do that classic spot that I love, where uh, the whole guy on the ropes. This, by the way, this this mania in general is very much a, like a redheaded stepchild. And that yeah, it's, it's very good. So much fucking. Be- and also, there's amazing, cool touches like the LOD comes out, but they just come out and do a promo, being like, "We're gonna face whoever wins the tag team championship match," and they bring in Paul Ellering, and no one talks about how fucking loud that crowd is because that it, it's. It, in Indiana, yeah, which everyone forgets is the southern part of the Midwest. I'm pretty sure. So a lot of it was that's an NWA crowd. Yeah. So they immediately are like, "Holy fuck, Ellering's there." Yeah. And it's such a great uh, promo of we've been a well for the last year we've been a runaway train, nobody driving. Now look who's driving the train. Scary, huh? Great. <laughs> a lot of great stuff happened in that mania. Yeah, it is a weird thing because. Uh, but sorry, go on to what, what's the spot you loved in it? Oh, just the uh, crossbody against the ropes where they both flip over and land on yeah. their feet. Yeah, great. And then that obviously leads into Piper doing the huge thing where he goes, "Oh, Brett!" Like they're doing the whole sportsmanship thing, and then, "Oh, Brett, tie your shoes. Your, t- your shoes are tied." Brett goes to tie his shoes, and he just fucking uppercuts him, and it gets such a huge reaction which really speaks to how good a pro wrestler bret hart is is because he legitimately cheated to try and get a pinfall on roddy earlier and now people have the heat on piper because it's kind of like will piper turn full heel but it also works in the two roles of bret hart is best to see he's in a position of jeopardy and fighting up and roddy is in the best where he's the fucking cocky asshole dick being taken down a notch and if you add in the element you said it perfectly he's the cocky older brother and this is the scappy, scrappy younger brother. And they switch roles. And then everything's undone in the fact that they hug. And it's like Piper's like the better man won. Great. Yeah, he says the better man won. But if you watch the match, it's very good Piper-esque booking because he has the upper hand. The ref goes down. He gets the ring bell. And he doesn't hit him with the ring bell. And then he puts him in the sleeper. And then they basically do the... Uh, I mean, it's way more well-known this finish. But they do the Taz Mission Sabu finish where it's like... Taz has him in the Taz mission, and uh, and then Sabu, Sabu goes yeah. off the turnbuckle, turnbuckle. pins him, um, yeah, by flipping off the turnbuckle. But the one thing I what hate, Sabu Taz match was that? That's not the first one. Second one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the thing I fucking hate about that finish is why doesn't Piper just let go of the sleeper, or why doesn't Taz let go of the Taz mission? Well, they never okay, explain explicitly the- like. Even just something subtle, because I even something subtle like in the Brett keeps the, his arms there or something like that. Yeah, I, I. But it's also in the way that it looks. It looks like Brett's all of his weight is on his shoulders. He's just a little too high up. It should oh, have okay. just been a little bit, because he basically tucks and he tucks his legs. And so the notion in the wrestling logic is he has leverage over him. Yeah. And like, yeah, he can move his arms, but it doesn't matter. And yeah. it's also what happens so quickly that he has no idea. Because it's literally like he runs up, does it, and then it's one, two, three. You're out of there. Yeah. It's fucking great. Go right. It's a great match. Um, and it also, it puts over Pi- it puts over Hart so strong. It also means Piper is now free and clear to do anything. He doesn't need to chase Brett for the title. And you can put Brett with anyone. Yes. Which is, it's it's perfect. It's the best way to lay out that kind of match. Because it's now, you've elevated both guys. They can move on to other things. And it's still interesting. It's something that they've really lost how to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, like they the do- only thing is like they were pretty good with the Reigns beating the Taker at the last WrestleMania, but they've already fucked that up. 
No one wanted that to happen, though. I agree, but... People because, liked Bret Hart. I, hang on. But for the Reigns thing is, all you had to do is make him a heel the next night. And they started to. With him walking out and going, my yard. This is my yard? Well, fuck you. Stop worrying about selling t-shirts to kids. You will have someone else you can sell those fucking t-shirts to. They're still watching. Yeah, but, I mean, let's not be the 8 millionth wrestling podcast. I'm just saying, I'm just bringing it into this distinction of, it's one of those things where, if you, you're you smart with it, it, it preserves those characters so that Brett then can go on to have the Bulldog match, which is one of the best matches they've ever done. People are still talking about it. People are buying the network so they can watch that match again, etc., 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 etc. Roddy now does what? He basically bums around the Fed for a little while and then goes, oh, well, you know what? I think it's... Uh, time i just go sit at home for a while this is the thing where like he's doing this tag team pilot with jesse ventura this, yeah, is, this was, is the tag team pilot but this is what i'm talking about where he gets involved in these like cult movies b movies type thing in the late 80s when wrestling's huge they sell well he could just step away from wrestling completely but now he goes back to wrestling so he's accepting every party's offered and every party's offered is as a pro wrestler with a different name yeah. And like, that's also, all he... Is the plays. tag team pilot available on the internet? I'm sure it is, yes. Okay, we're going to add that to the things we'll watch for Patreon subscribers when we launch Patreon. <laughs> when we launch the Patreon. We'll launch the Patreon. So so far, by the way, we have to watch the entire Women of Wrestling pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. And the tag team pilot. Jesus Christ. So, they do uh, a feud with uh, Lawler and Piper that doesn't no, really No, 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 no. You're skipping. They close the door with the uh, the Hart-Piper feud by having Piper return at... SummerSlam? WrestleMania 10 to be the special guest referee for the Yokozuna-Bret um, Hart match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, make, and this is one of the few times that they reference sort of the old era, because this is very much now they're trying to go into the new generation. Mm-hmm. Hogan is left, and they make the point of saying, um, uh, oh, it's a... <coughs> Roddy Piper. <coughs> no love laws between him and Bret Hart. What will Piper do? Also, by the way, before he was the Intercontinental Champion, they briefly tried him out as Jesse Ventura's replacement on commentary, and that did not work at all. Yeah, well... They were very concerned that he was going to be... He'd go off the rails, so they made him learn a script, and they hired a guy from advertising that gave him a lot of puns, which led to Roddy Piper <laughs> making an overt cocaine reference at the beginning of WrestleMania night or SummerSlam night or Survivor Series, nineteen ninety one. What was that? Everyone's really excited. They're in the back going. <laughs> <laughs> so, Piper. But that's the thing. Why the guest referee thing at least didn't work for me as a kid because they did hug at the end of the Intercontinental yeah, Title right. match. And then it's just kind of like, oh, you're telling me they still hate each other, but I thought they were friends. It's also one of those things where Rowdy Piper isn't the kind of guy who's deceitful in that way. Like, he'll walk into the ring and slap the fuck out of you, and they'll be like, aha, now I'll be the referee. Okay, guy, why are you all here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Piper, uh, yeah, gets referee, and then King starts writing him on commentary, leading to a feud between Lawler and Piper. I don't like, this is just a general thing, I do not like when the commentator also wrestles sometimes because no. like a commentator traditionally in sports is always a guy who's been retired for 20 years i absolutely agree i can't it's, ever see a commentator as a threat no that's why i hate that they, they like up until jerry lawler nearly dying in the ring they were still trotting him out every once in a while yeah it's like i don't care it's sitting with taz once taz became a commentator you're not i'm not gonna believe that that guy is the same guy because it's like 
if Taz was who Taz was presented as in ECW, yeah, he would retire. Yep. Yeah, for no other reason than he probably got beaten up a lot in alleyways. <laughs> right? Pardon me, four foot eleven man. We're gonna kind of skip over uh, the Lawler feud because it's kind of like it had such great it's potential. Super lame. Yeah, we'll also skip over the WrestleMania eleven match where he, uh, for some reason, um, like it fucks up with Bob Backlund. Instead of saying "I quit," he goes, "Yes." <laughs> Yeah, we're Bob Backlund. But Bob Backlund had a weird thing. Like, see, bring it back an old guy, and then he goes crazy, and then you got, like, that chicken wing finisher was over, like, Oh, my God, that match on Superstars was terrifying. Yeah. Because it's also, he was making this weird, (laughs) noise. Yeah, Bob, like, it's just, man, Bret Hart, like, and more, anytime you watch a Bret Hart match, you're just like, this man, he transcended generations. I mean, I fucking. I love him. Yeah, I mean, like maybe I, I'm I grew up with it, so maybe I'm I'm for sure biased, but uh, he just makes every like there's so many great matches where you're like, oh, that was the best match of Piper's career, that was the best match of Bulldog's career, yeah, because Bret Hart was the best, well, and like the best at you know selling, the, like you he know put, the Tom McGee story, yeah, the uh, he's yeah. the guy that was brought in to replace Hulk Hogan, the first person they put him in a match with is Bret Hart, and they're like, holy fuck, this guy's fucking money, and then they put Tom McGee like the next day with someone else, and they were like. Oh, I understand. <laughs> like, if you watch Tom McGee highlight reels, there's like this crazy like he's t- like he goes to Japan for a bit and he's just touching people. Like, it's not like he's doing in Jap in Japan. He's doing chops on people and he's like barely touching them. Ugh. It's fucking gross. Go to the max. So Piper becomes the president of the WWF. Well, Gorilla Monsoon is injured by Va- by Vader. One of the greatest. Squashes ever. Also, what a great time. Gorilla also goes for a offense for one second, which is fucking crazy, and just really Pe- makes people it. go fucking nuts. Nuts. People go nuts. It was it was wrestling fans. Grandpa got beaten up by the bully. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Your schoolyard bully came to your house, and your grandfather was like, "I'll take care of this." And then he beat up your grandfather on the wall. <laughs> That's what yeah, it was. He it was like, "What the fuck?" Everyone does. No one really likes Gorilla Monsoon as a commentator in hindsight, but you cannot really dispute how lovable that man is. With Jesse Ventura, it was great. Yeah, I, I will not hear anything against. Oh, him. I forgot one thing. Bobby Heenan says one of the funniest things in the world. Uh, at the Hart and Piper are staring or like doing a stare down or whatever. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, you can really feel the intensity in here, Bobby." <laughs> and then Bobby Heenan just takes a pause and he goes, "Oh yeah, two ugly people looking at each other. Great." <laughs> it's just two ugly guys staring at each other but so again, funny. that's also what makes that Wrestlemania is when Ric Flair loses and Bobby Heenan throughout the next match is talking about jumping off from the broadcast area Great. or fighting Gorilla Monsoon so funny Bobby Heenan was absolutely fantastic so he comes in as a replacement for uh, Vader which makes sense because you want to have like okay I guess our commissioner is now part of the thing so he has to be more spry you Yeah, know? we have to have like but once again, Roddy Piper, his character as a face should have been like rogue badass and have him have him I being commissioner. I actually kind of think, thought the commissioner thing sort of worked. It sort of worked. How they did it with Goldust, as long as you don't, you know, think about all the uh, homophobic overtones, which is impossible to ignore because it was literally the entire composition of the feud. Exactly. That's how I feel about it too. That's why I think, oddly, that is why I think the gold dust piper match is se- like it's close second to bad news for most obscene thing the man did in his career 
But because if you remove, just have Goldust be Dustin Rhodes' asshole and yeah. against Roddy Piper, that would have been unfortunately they match. really said like I'm gonna make a man out of him, and you're like, oh yeah. no. This is also Roddy Piper starts because this is a street fight, so he's in jeans and boots and t-shirt. Also, this is also the start of a very important part of Roddy Piper's life, which is he starts wearing a coat, uh, a specially made leather jacket. Did you know this? That leather jacket he wore to the ring, specially made with Kevlar, and weighed about forty pounds because he was afraid of being stabbed. I did not know that. And he was it so was obsessed with being stabbed. So he had he's been stabbed. If you've been like, imagine you're like going to work. What are the things that happens at work? Ah, uh, I fake fight a guy, and usually someone tries to murder me with a knife. The the best job you can possibly do is being stabbed. Like that's <laughs> his reward, though. <laughs> Because he was scared of being stabbed because I don't think he realized this. Like, you're a baby face. Everyone likes you. And you're not, like, actively trying to be stabbed anymore. Yeah, you're not. We talked about this in the previous episode, but he would go out there and be like, all right, Roddy, here's what you do. Oh, oh, I know. Try and get him to stab me. I'll go out there. Okay, well, let me get him. Whore, 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 whore. whore. Slot, slot, slot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, they put Roddy Piper in this match because Scott Hall does so much drugs to avoid him in storyline fighting a gay guy don't want to touch him gonna get aids i do all my medical research using (laughs) the eddie murphy special delirious (laughs) me and carl malone hang out i think what he does (laughs) wait is carl malone uh carl malone refused to play in the all-star game of magic johnson because he thought magic johnson would sweat on him and give him aids god bless and also what is carl malone's favorite sport after basketball Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Learn the diamond cutter. I like to drive trucks to relax. Also, don't ask me about my family. I don't yeah, know their names. I have eight kids. No kids. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I am like the Millie Vanilli of basketball. At the time, very popular. Since then, everyone goes, "Who's that black guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Anyway, um, gross. <laughs> he was Carl Malone, putrid person. Anyway, no. uh, terrible man. Terrible hygiene. So Piper gets in to this feud with Goldust and objective, like, it sounds awful, but this is a great feud. Everyone was on Roddy Piper's side. Oh, yeah. They bleep out the part where the crowd chants faggot at Goldust. You're skipping over a big thing. They tried to get OJ Simpson for this match. Okay, yeah, let's get into that. Let me break it down. So it's a Hollywood backlot brawl, which when I watched the pay-per-view, I thought was just another word for a street fight. Yeah. It is not. You, <laughs> you see a pre-tape of him stood in an alleyway on a rainy day in Los Angeles, which is super rare, where he has a baseball bat and a fire hose for no reason. Yeah. And he fights a man like he's a dad and Goldust was discovering to have been pwning his son. Yep. And that goes against his religion. Yeah. And then Goldust hits him with a car. Actually hits him with a car. Roddy Piper just knows how to dodge that. Replacement hip. What? Uh, oh, he already had a hip I, replacement gets hit with a car. Yeah, because I got I forgot to mention that. Uh, he has to get a hip replacement after. A motorcycle accident. Not only that, there's a big there's a spot in the Brett Piper match where Piper stops the second rope elbow with putting his foot up and now everyone if you always wonder like why does everyone just go for a double axe handle um 
when and then get hit in the face with like obviously i know that guy's move isn't a double axe handle like why would they do that uh it's because when you actually do stuff um he dislocated his hip basically because bret hart just fucking free fell onto his he wanted to make the match good and the, and then he just fucking hip so you see him yeah no yeah, second yeah, row elbow i know the spot kicks yeah, him in the yeah. face and then he immediately grabs his hip he dislocated his hip so he had to get a new hip and everyone was like oh can you have a good match turns out yes if it's just hitting people with bats and he and hits him, hits him with a bat. Like it's one of the weirdest things to us, because like fucking Goldust is just bleeding from the top of the head. Like it's because it's rainy and stuff like that. Blood gets everywhere, but it also it mats in his hair. Yeah. So he just looks super fucked up. He gets no offense whatsoever. He does when they move into the ring. Yeah, he, but after he hits him with the car, near he the does. ring yet. Yeah. Now this is when things get crazy. Goldust then gets in his gold-plated Cadillac that yep. they paid for him, and he drives off. Roddy Piper gets into a white Bronco. Like? O.J. Simpson. Yes. And then they use footage from the O.J. Simpson slow car chase. Yes. Of Roddy Piper chasing him to the building. Yes, they do. For no reason. Because? Where was O.J. going to fit into this? O.J., what they wanted to do was Piper versus O.J., and then Roddy Piper legit would just beat up O.J. Simpson and he wanted to actually fight O.J. Simpson? <laughs> like, he just wanted to beat him up? But then you're giving O.J. Simpson money. That said, right now, when O.J. gets paroled in October, 50-50 shot that they, if Roddy was alive, they could make that happen. Oh, yeah. If Roddy Piper not in the WWE, Ring of Honor would put that on television for sure. No. No. Yes. Oh, Sinclair Broadcasting. Never mind. Yes. Yeah. What are you talking about? The most right-wing thing ever? This loud man versus this black guy. I don't even care who they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're celebrities. That's good, too. Yeah. The black guy is an accused criminal. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Sinclair Broadcasting. We only report black crimes. <laughs> yeah. Sinclair Broadcasting. We're employing a man who does a, um, a weird rant a la Andy Rooney. Uh, and one of them is about the Washington Redskins and says things that are, like, so offensive, it gives you a headache. <laughs> Let me tell you why I like the name of the Washington Redskins. Because those people lost, and now we get to do what we want with their legacy. <laughs> is the theme of that man's rant. I can't remember his name. Rush Limbaugh, maybe? It's not Rush Limbaugh. It's like a new guy. His name's like Terry Mack, and he's oh, talking gross. straight. Like, it's uh, so Is it one of those, bad. yeah... That's such an easy gig to have. It looks easy to do. Say upsetting things and have a nice haircut. Eh, if, if you I, want. I guarantee you and I, if we wanted to tomorrow, we could be millionaires if we were like, we'll start an alt-right podcast called like The Truth Bombs. And I guarantee we would be famous within a year. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> With how already offensive we make wrestling. <laughs> if we were just on here being like Obama is a jizz bum Obama is a jizz bum with like a nice musical bed we'd be the fuck we'd be the next Steve Crowder ooh I don't know who that is he's, is a, he... he's an alt-right guy that I did comedy briefly with in Montreal who is very famous and all the people I've started comedy with follow his career and are filled with rancor and bile because he's a piece of shit oh, of course he is man yeah takes a lot of balls to be right wing in a leftist industry, though, that's the seed I'm starting for our alt right podcast called the Salt Right because we have salty <laughs> language. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't afraid to cuss. Anyway, for what us. was the end of this match? 
Oh, let me tell you. So they do the slow car chase to the ring, continually going to it as they go to other matches. Then Goldust gets to the building. Yeah. Hot Pursuit Roddy Piper tries to run to the ring. Yeah. By the way, they have not explained how this match ends. Nope. It's not a match. It's just them fighting, by the way. Yeah, it's just them fighting. I thought it made more sense. This is the shitty thing about it is the match is good i think everything is really good it's just the context is absolutely deplorable because well, it's yes it then he they just get to the ring and then roddy piper strips him and it's revealed that he's wearing women's undergarments yep. <laughs> and that's it is there a follow-up then he runs away no no follow-up and it's kind of a weird neutering of a character that was really good yeah because gold dust although yeah you're right because i'm like when was the gold dust thing with mankind and Mankind started calling him Mummy, that was the fucking creepiest thing in the entire world that works so fucking well. I thought Goldust was a really, really good character. I mean, at the time, everyone hated it. Um, but, like, using people... It's kind of like, oh, so Taylor's whatever. It's like, I'm sorry, but he's using there, people's homophobia. Like, there, absolutely. He's thing. playing to the worst part of wrestling fans, which is, yeah. like, gay people are bad. Yeah. Presenting it in that way, getting it over... Yeah. To the point that he's still wrestling as that character, and that character's look up, looked at like an iconic character, which it is, and was able to reinvent it slightly throughout and slowly build it up. Like the artist formerly known as Goldust was actually good because it cha- it freshened up that character. So when he went back to it, when Val Venus fucked Marlena, mm-hmm. and then he introduced the Shattered Dreams, which was mm-hmm. the perfect move kick for him in the, the Attitude Era. Like literally, it's just like it, that move should have just been called. WWE from the year 1997 to the year 2001. <laughs> What's his move? He kicks them in the dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> really hauls off on those balls. Yeah. The end. Yeah. That's, yeah. He kicks it and you can literally hear. Sleamy. <laughs> um, so this is. Well, here's something fun. We can say there is a more homophobic president than Donald Trump because Roddy Piper is the president of the WWF at this time. <laughs> He's. At least, at least Trump's not trying to beat him up. Yeah, not yet. Uh, I mean, I don't want. I don't <laughs> want to talk about that. Actually, all right. Are we, are we already starting our the podcast pilot for the assault? The salt, right? <laughs> the salt, right? Um, his final appearance for the Fed for this first run for the second run, I guess, is September sixth, nineteen ninety six. Um, he's basically evolved a video package. Yeah, he just leaves. Yeah, he just leaves after the gold dust thing. I mean. And it's such a shitty thing to like. This is because it's so Cause funny. Also, they used to say wrestling was better in the '90s, but this is they're legit. They legit make the exact same mistake as they always make. The part timer comes in and beats everybody. Up. The full time guy. No, this no. is the this is akin to, um, what would you say? What would you, who would the equivalent of Piper? Let's say like it'd be like if Shawn Michaels came back and just beat Bray Wyatt. It's the equivalent of when um, Stone Cold. Shawn Michaels and Mankind gave their finishers to the New Day at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. No, and by the way, wrestling wasn't better in all of the 90s. I felt the Attitude Era overall had better booking than it does right now, is my only point. Yeah. Piper's one of those guys where he just bullies his way. He's like, I'm not jobbing ever. That's yeah. why the Bret Hart thing was so, like, you can only do really the Roddy Piper v. Bret Hart once. As we're going to learn in the next episode, they do it again. Man. It's... Um, oh, when do they do it again? Doobie shit doobie. Oh, no. Everybody forgets, no, 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 no. rewatching late 90s WCW when Roddy Piper was like, Oh, God, the reality Think of how check. defined. Oh, fuck. Because this episode was so much fun. 
And actually, may I say, it had all the tenets: racism, homophobia, homophobia. A new character is born. Dylan and John, hosts of Salt Right. Salt Right. You're listening to Salt Right. What's in the news? Women talking bad. Fuck. We why say fuck they, on this. Why don't babies have guns? Nice. Oh, uh, Periods, show your weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Well, I guess we've already said fridges for our comaton, so we can just <laughs> carry that over. <laughs> It's, it's so offensive. With our special guest who treats women how they should be, Mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> I forgot about serial killer Mean Gene. If they're alive, it's a waste. How, how am I supposed to feel like God when they're breathing? Yeah. Um, what's Welcome, your... everyone. If your cum's hot, they can be cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um... If there's worms in their pussy, just make oh. oh, it's too much. It's too much. Coming up after this, my experiments. <laughs> uh, so what's the worst, the best <laughs> Think thing? Think of me like Quiburn from Game of Thrones, only all of my experiments are unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, what's the best thing about Roddy Piper during this period? I can't, we can both, all right, we can both, all right, one, two, three, Bret Hart match. <laughs> What's the worst thing? One, two, three. Bad news. Oh, you said black stuff? Just all the black Just stuff. Just working with black people yeah, you think very, is bad. Very bad. Salt. Right. <laughs> the whatchamacallit's face. No. <laughs> yeah, at least he never did that. Um, oh, no. so I'm more racially insensitive than Roddy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, really bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is that's a reality check which we'll be getting to next week yeah. when we do 1996 to 2015 19 years what happened to them he was in wcw and then he was legit your dad <laughs> for four years by the way the entire half of next week's episode will just be the needless time he's in the royal rumble with jimmy snooker and both of their bodies are rough to look at yeah not a good time all right so that is Next Our week. episode. The whole episode. The whole episode will just be on that. I've I, never... I don't think we've ever had so much, such an obvious worst thing. Uh, we've never... Other than uh, also that they could be tied. It's yeah. It's just like... Well, it's also one of those things where the only time we'd have an even more obvious worst thing is if we did an Owen Hart episode. It's like, what's the worst thing about him? And he's like, he agreed to do that. Oh, fucking Christ. Oh, actually, we'll have something to talk about next week for that. All right. Bye-bye. Boo! Michaels and Marty Jannetty prove once again why they are one of the premier tag teams here in the World Wrestling Federation. And one week they plan to display their dominance again at WrestleMania 6 at Skydome in Toronto, Sunday afternoon, April 1st. They will face Mr. Fuji's very mysterious tag team, the Orient Express, Sato and Tanaka. That is one tag team encounter you will not want to miss. In other action, it's Roddy Roddy Piper taking on the man from Harlem, Bad News Brown. You know some Rowdy Roddy Piper, you make me sick to my stomach. That's right, sick to my stomach. When I hear you go around here trying to convince everybody in the whole world that you are some kind of street fighter. Are you joking? From Glasgow, Scotland? The only thing that comes from there are people like you who have big heads, who have long, greasy hair. That's right, who wear skirts, who are chicken neck, and who are foul-smelling. That's right, and who are highland dancers 
and clubfoot fools. And that's exactly what you are, Roddy Piper, because if you think that you're going to get into the ring with Bad News Brown doing WrestleMania 6 and build a reputation off on me, I got bad news for you, because Bad News Brown only has one message to give. I show no mercy to nobody. Oh, I'll be Bad News Brown, and Roddy Piper, you ain't nothing but a spy and a cockroach. <laughs> First of all, cockroaches don't have a spine. They got a hard shell. So we know two things about you. You're a jerk and you're stupid. Oh, Roddy Piper, you, 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 you a sharecropper with big pot belly. You, you ain't a man. You different, you and them sharecroppers for me. You're right. We are different from you. Us sharecroppers and me, we're different. We're honest and uh, we're real men. You see, when it comes to me, there ain't no difference between black or white. I'm them all, baby. I will have my fist up for black power in WrestleMania 6, but it'll be for Mr. Mandela and me, RP. I don't die. I just multiply. WrestleMania 6, Sunday afternoon, April 1st, available on a pay-per-view basis. Order now through United Video Cable Vision, Adelphia Cable, Current Cable TV, Shrewsbury Community Cable Vision, Waltham Cable TV, Dimension Cable Services of Weymouth, Continental Cable Vision, or Cape Cod Cable Vision. WrestleMania 6, pay-per-view, Sunday afternoon, April 1st.
welcoming Virgil, who is joined by the man who will be in his corner, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Listen to the eruption here for the hot rod and Virgil. Oh, nice of you to come back. Am I on? Hello. Yeah, yeah you're on. Testing, testing. Had an easy time of it here this week, didn't oh, you? Oh, with perfect, it's always an easy time. Yeah. Won't be that easy at WrestleMania, Brain. Oh, big boss man, I'll see you that. WrestleMania's not my favorite event. No, I know that. Hasn't been too successful in the past. Shh, let's what listen to this. What do we have going on this week, Mr. Piper? Well, folks, this week we're going to have a little lesson in human rights. We're going to have Human Rights 101, you see. P didn't always stand for Piper. P stood for poverty. P stood for a lot of different things. For instance, there's a difference between being a friend and a fool. And I does hate a bully. Virgil, I want you to check something out here. I want you to take this cloth and I want you to say to me, Roddy, my back's hurt. Would you mind, friend, uh, shining my boots for me? Rowdy, my back's hurt. Will you please mind shining my shoes for me? Be my pleasure, friend. Stick that foot on up here. Wait a minute, Piper. What's going on? Oh, baby. Oh, honey, I can make them shine. Look at that, honey. Look at that. Oh, oh, oh yes. How's that look, huh? That looks good. Get it off my kilt there. There you well, go. What's the point? Uh, it's a pleasure. You know why? Because I'm your friend. Let me give you a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me give you another little uh, lesson here. You take that uh, cloth there and you say to me, Rowdy, kiss my feet. Rowdy, kiss my feet. Stick it in your nose. Slap me. Tell me, kiss my feet. Kiss my feet. Stick it in your nose.
firsts. As a matter of fact, this is the first time these two men are meeting for the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental title. Champion Rowdy Rowdy Piper, yeah! his opponent, a former IC champion himself, number one contender, Brett the Hitman Hart. You know, Gentlemen, we have arrived. We, we have arrived. You know, I gotta say, first of all, man, I gotta tell you how much I love your family. I gotta tell you how much I love your mom. I know you, I know this guy since he's been on the I do a grasshopper. I know. I remember when they were changing your potty pads. I remember even when... Of course, you were potty trained till he was seven, but ah! Everybody's got their problem. Tying, remember tying bows in our shoes when we were kids? Of course, your shoes were always tied together. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me, because I remember when Mrs. Hart used to come down, man. She used to make them sandwiches, man. Throw on that bologna. Of course, only one piece of bologna, but that don't matter. I was hungry. Then she'd come up and she'd go to her little... What is this? yourself. Oh, keep my... Oh, this is nice, huh? Here I am having a little fun trying to make you at ease. Gonna have a nice con to keep him to yourself. Have a nice contest. And here you want to be a hero all of a sudden, huh? You want to be a hot shot all of a sudden. You want your belt all of a sudden. Is that the idea, huh? Look, all I care about is one thing. I want to win back the Intercontinental belt. You got it. I'm gonna take it. That's you right. keep your hands to yourself. Let me help you out a little bit, buddy. We can, we can settle our game. Oh, yeah, you damn better we can. Why do it here when I can have a million people watch me rip your head off? Would have had you. No, you wouldn't have. Oh, th th thank you, gentlemen. Bye -bye. Bret Hart on bye -bye. his way bye -bye. to the ring. Bye-bye. This should be a classic, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think Roddy, so. Roddy Roddy Piper defending Not against today. the challenger. Let's get back to ringside.